am your host, Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you could make me a part of your week. Well, as promised, this is the big San Diego Comic-Con episode. We're talking about everything coming out of there. Well, maybe not everything. At least everything I'm excited about. We're going to be talking about the Marvel Phase 4 announcement, going through each and every bit of that. We're going to be talking about some upcoming X-Men comics and kind of the future of the X-Men. We're going to be going through some of the Star Wars stuff that was announced and a buttload of trailers. Oh, my God. So many trailers that came out this week. And to break it all down with me, I'm welcoming back to the show my kindergarten classmate, Mr. Chris Maselli. Chris, what's up, man? I'm back. You're back. Can I say bitches or no? Yeah, it's fine. All right. I'm back, bitches. Yeah. Woo! What's up, man? What's up, dude? I like what you've done with the place. (laughs) The the smell of your beard is still uh, coming through the internet over there. It's just been waiting for you to to come back, man. It's just wafting. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm happy to be back on this wonderful show that you've that we've created that you took into another stratosphere. So. Correct. Yes, yes. Well, yep. what's up, everybody? Thank you here for tuning into the show. A uh, little housekeeping here, as always. Don't forget you can follow me on Twitter, at Mark Turk. That's M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. And don't forget you can email the show to theenthuselife at gmail.com, just like <laughs> Dylan did. And Dylan said, hey, Mark, new listener to the podcast here, and I'm really digging it. I started listening to your content with the MCU Rewatch, which I absolutely loved. Says, I'm so excited for Phase 4 and Beyond. I can't wait to see the Disney Plus can bring to the table. Plus, Natalie Portman as female Thor. What? Says, so I'm emailing you in response to the comments you made about the new Spider-Man movie, Far From Home, not being eligible for the reduced Tuesday night rates at your theater. He says, I've seen this before. In a town or two over from where uh, there's an independent movie theater near us, they had cheaper movie nights on Tuesdays as well, but only for movies that weren't Sony. He says, Hmm. so he thinks the Sony influence on Disney Spider-Man movies could be playing that part. Uh, He says, seems weird that Disney would make a move like that for Spider-Man and not Endgame. I could definitely, or I definitely could be wrong, but just a thought. Thanks for your time reading your message, and I look forward to sticking with the podcast. You're the first solo host podcast that I can listen to all the way through. Your outlook on stuff is right in line with my own, and it's refreshing. I'm sorry if I ruined that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He says, uh, P.S., how good was Spider-Man? I can't wait to see more of Tom Holland as Peter. Captures both Spider-Man and Peter perfectly, in my opinion. Well, Dylan, thank you for sending that in, man. Awesome comments about the show. I appreciate that. But, Chris, yeah, I think I Hmm. messaged you when I went to buy my tickets to Far From Home that they had. there was a note on the counter and signs on the window saying Far From Home could not be a part of the Tuesday free, or not free, but cheaper movies. And the only thing I could think of is because they were just trying to push the box office. But if he's saying it's Sony, like Sony does this, I mean, Sony still has a hand, even though it is part of the MCU. Anytime you go see the Spider-Man movie, like Far From Home, it rolls the uh, Sony pictures in the very beginning. Right, of it. yeah. I'm sure there's a financial aspect that has to, to do with that. Now, did you do you take advantage of this for like every movie you go see or no? Not every one, but a lot of them we do. Every Tuesday, it's five bucks. Okay, and have like the other like... Well, I saw Endgame with you, but Pretty like much other always, like, yeah. So like you know, Infinity War and all those they mm-hmm. they were five dollars. Yep. But see, here's the wow. thing too. Didn't Spider Man open up on Tuesday? Because like, wasn't it the July fourth? Mm-hmm. It was like July fourth week. We went yeah. on that Tuesday, right? And the movie that was the week it opened up. It didn't open up the Friday before. So I'm almost wondering too, is if it's maybe because most movies open up on that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then mm-hmm. most of them are eligible on that Tuesday because by that point, they're already through the opening weekend. Or right. Spider-Man, that was going to be considered part of the opening weekend, essentially. You know, So maybe they were just like, nope. Why can't, know. dude, they, what they should do is just like, 
uh, you know, appropriate the, the money somewhere else. So like your, your ticket is $5, but now your popcorn is like 20. And, <laughs> yeah. and you know, if you're going to see uh, Spider-Man, you know what I mean? Just like, yeah. just give you the satisfaction of you buying a $5 ticket. I don't know. Yeah. But you know what though? I think isn't that the theaters make their money on the concessions. So the theater, yeah. like for them, it's more like they're just taking the hit and I guess maybe they could charge you more, but uh, I don't know, but interesting, man. Thank you, Dylan, definitely yeah, for sending that email. And again, guys, email us, theenthuselife at gmail.com. I love getting emails. And Chris, he mentioned in here that I'm his yeah. favorite solo host. I know. I, that's why I said I'm I, sorry I, I spoiled I think you may that. be coming back more, right? Chris Chris and I have been talking a little bit more, guys. I want I, Email me to see if you like Chris being back on the show, because I think this is going to be... <laughs> and if you don't, he's not I, I got a lot to live up to like for the rest of the show now, man. Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Thanks. <laughs> I got to break you back in, man. Got to get you back in the, in the swing of things here. Uh, That's great. Uh, All right. Well, let's jump in here, Chris, because we got tons and tons to talk about here with San Diego Comic-Con. And I want to jump in to the biggest news to me, hosting a Marvel uh, podcast, being a Marvel fan, you being a ridiculous Marvel fan and into all the movies and and everything, comic book collector. We got to talk about the MCU, where it's going here for phase four. I mean, I, I wish this conference was broadcast. Like that to me was the biggest thing. I found somebody on Twitter, just some random person from CNET. That was just tweeting out picture after picture after picture and telling everybody what was going on. But is it like a thing where because they want people to go to the convention and feel like they got something exclusive, maybe why they don't didn't do oh, no. that? I like, you know, we we've talked about E3 and how that is just not, you know, what it once was for, you know, the simple fact that they can just do these press conferences in house and stream it. Right. And for some reason, I feel like the, the Comic-Con world, at least the San Diego Comic-Con world has not adopted that because it's tough to find these things. And and I get what you're saying about like, maybe they want it to be uh, a little bit more just personal to the people that are there. Yeah. But dude, like your movies are making billions of dollars <laughs> yeah. per movie Obviously, people want to see this. I yeah. think for for something like this, when they're when they're announcing a brand new phase, that has got to be a, whole, a little bit more weight to send that out to the masses, right? Than something like last year when they held on to uh, like a trailer. I think no, maybe it was two years ago when they held on to like the Infinity War trailer to mm-hmm. only people that were there. I, I get, I, I can, I can see both sides of it. But maybe because I'm on the side of I wasn't there that I want to <laughs> yeah. see it. But but it was uh, – I mean they did it with uh, The Mandalorian at Star Wars um, Celebration this year. They had the panel, streamed right. it online. You got to watch everything. But then when it came time to show footage from The Mandalorian, the stream yeah. went black. And they said, we'll be back in three or four minutes, whatever it was, which sucked as someone at home. But at least we got to see the panel and hear him talk about the show. So in mm-hmm. this case, I mean they did show some footage of Black Widow, which we'll, we'll talk about here in a second. But like they could have did the same thing, just black it out for that. People in house, they get the exclusive uh, Black Widow footage. I, I even think people in the room got some other takeaways to take home. But us at home would have been able to see Kevin Feige talk about Phase Four and then see all the celebrities and all that that came out. You know, I, I don't know. That was one thing I that kind of just rubbed me the wrong way. But it doesn't matter because in the end, oh my God, we're getting just just Phase Four is going to be amazing, dude. It's a year and a half. And we're mm-hmm. at first I was under the assumption because the way the way those original pictures were coming out, it looked like we were getting ten movies. But we're right. actually getting five movies and then five shows on Disney Plus, which I think is such a smart way. Yeah, you knew they it. were gonna utilize that. Like this is their their baby and everybody's been waiting for 
I'm talking about the streaming service to come out and they've been teasing things that are coming out for it. And, um, you knew that they were going to do a push for it. Yep. I think, uh, I did, like the ones that I didn't know about, like, I didn't know they were doing a what if series. Did you know that that was yeah, coming I out? Yeah, I heard that, yeah. Okay, I didn't really hear I thought it was going to be live but... action, though. I didn't know it was going to be animated. Uh, yeah, and then, and then on top of it, it's <clears> animated. So, um, I, I, yeah, I mean, in a year and a half, we're getting all of this content, and that's All Phase 4 is a year and a half. It's crazy. It's insane. Yep, so let's go through some of this. So the first thing launching will be Black Widow, which a lot of people knew was something that was coming. It's launching May 1st, 2020. It's going to have Scarlett Johansson, of course. Uh, David Harbour is in it. He's going to, who many of you know out there, is Hopper from Stranger Things, if you're a right. Stranger uh, Things fan. Uh, he's going to be in it. Uh, Rachel Weiss is going to be in it, uh, which is kind of interesting. Uh, it's set after Civil War, is what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Natasha's going to Budapest, which is something. Didn't we keep hearing about that? Like kind of throughout some of the movies between her and Hawkeye. I've, I've all remember back when we were in Budapest. Um, so she's returning to Budapest. So we may get some flashbacks kind of to that. Uh, but the main villain, and this has me excited, man. Taskmaster. Yeah. yeah man. <laughs> I love Taskmaster. how they word it. Taskmaster is villain fights Natasha. Like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you, that's succinct. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's cool. Cool villain. I mean, where's your excitement <laughs> level for Black Widow? Uh, like, it's weird because she did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Spoiler like, alert. Yeah. So um, I guess it's kind of cool to maybe – I guess this is kind of like a filling in the the holes type of thing. And it's odd that it's a phase four movie, but it technically takes place in the previous phase, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because oh, yeah. it's right after Civil War. So. Yeah. Um, which is kind of cool. So they, they kind of are not forgetting about, you know, that, that timeline of you can still, we're still going to plug in movies in previous timelines. So maybe that could be something that they'll never stop doing. Yeah. And that's what makes for, me for, wonder is, is what is the tie going to be with this to this new phase? Cause that's the thing, even though like they could always, yeah, go back and just say, Oh, well, here's a movie in phase four right. that really takes place in phase two, but has nothing to do with phase. No, it's going to have to have something to do with phase four. So what in this film is going to tie it to phase four. There's got to be something. I mean, it could be Taskmaster. It could be uh, even like David Harbour's character playing Alexi. Like something could be tying it there. So that's what really has me interested for it. And I'm hoping this is going to be like a Winter Soldier level film where, you know, and, and when it comes to Black Widow, she really has no superpowers. You know, not she's really. not flying she's... around or anything. This is going to be action a la, you know, uh, Winter Soldier, man. That's what I'm really, I think, looking forward to. Yeah, so. I, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to it because I, I like the character. Um, it's just, I think it was an, an odd choice, but... What, well, what's odd? What do you mean, that she's getting her I own ju- movie? Yeah, just because, like, it, like I just want to know where this fits. Like, what you said, like, how is this going to end, and what is it going to mean for the rest of the phase, if anything? Hmm. I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm looking forward to seeing it, but I think because we are in that mode of, like, MCU is like this all encompassing thing where now like every movie is going to be dissected. Not that they, the previous one haven't been, but we're starting on a brand new phase. Like we had closure with Endgame, and now we're starting all over and people are jumping in from the very beginning of this phase now and wanting to, to pick apart everything. And you're starting it off with a character who doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> well, you know but that's I mean? the thing. So, so you have to pull something from this. And I think, what you may be able to pull from this is going to be because then now we're going to jump to a TV show that's launching in the fall is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So obviously this is going to reprise uh, Anthony Mackie back as Sam Wilson, Sebastian Stan as Bucky. And uh, they're bringing back, this was a surprise, Daniel Brühl 
coming in as Zemo. He was in mm. Civil War. He's pretty much, if you've seen Civil War, he's the mastermind of everything. Essentially going to play Baron Zemo. Reports are mm. that there was a shot of him talking, pulling on the sock over like his mask, face, like right. full-on Baron Zemo, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, they're saying at some point, Sam will wear the Captain America costume at some point within this. Um, but that could be maybe Taskmaster will be in that. Taskmaster, I think, would be a fit for that show. So it's like you, in, you the reason you have the Black Widow movie is you mm-hmm. introduce Taskmaster or someone else within there. And supposedly David Harbour's wow. character is the, Alexi is the Russian Captain America almost. So he can wow. even be in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, wow. Okay. So I could see them so, pulling villains from Black that, Widow and they have and to introduce what, them. That's their origin, the send off for Black Widow. Okay. Pull them into the show. That's, that's different, man. Because yeah, I really wasn't thinking like bring in, so basically, Black Widow is a introduction to a villain. Yeah. Continuing a villain that that will go on. Could be. To, mm, okay. Now, now I'm interested in Black Widow. Now you're Widow intrigued, more. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that. Let's see. After that, then we're gonna get also kind well, of. Well, hang on, hang on. I want I want to talk about like Falcon and Winter Soldier okay. a little bit, just because like I was I'm a little bit surprised uh, that they went and I knew this Falcon and Winter Soldier was coming out. Um, so I'm not surprised that they announced that. I guess maybe I'm a little bit surprised that they didn't announce a a another Captain America movie. No. With, okay, real quick. You know sp- I mean? Yeah, spoiler. Spoil. This uh, is all spoilers. Really? You, like we? I'm, I'm throwing that. it out there, Dude, Chris. You it's don't the know. most successful movie in history now. Like people <laughs> have seen it. I know. But I get. Go ahead. I know. I know. But anyway, spoiler alert. Well, essentially, what Chris <laughs> is alluding to is. Why are you thought they were going to announce a movie with Sam full on Captain America? We're going Sam Wilson. Captain In addition America. to the series. I knew the okay. series was going to be a thing. I think that will happen. I think that will be, um, uh, was it the Russo brothers? I think we'll be doing that. Right. I mean, didn't they do Aren't they the ones uh, that did the Captain America movies? They did civil war. Yeah. Like the, uh, the best movies did. of the MCU. Like I, yeah. cause they're taking a break. They're, they're not listed right. on any of these films. I could see that you do the Falcon and the Winter Soldier show by the end of that, because supposedly there is rumors Sam will be putting on that costume at some point. The Russos come back for another Captain America movie, and it's a Sam Wilson Captain America. I think that will happen. They they have to they have to wean Falcon into this. You know, this movie is going to be. He was already reluctant at the end of of uh, Endgame to even take that shield. Like he took it, but was very. You know, he's not going to wear that shield. This whole show, like it'll it'll be like mm. a final scene of either the second to last episode or last episode where he'll finally be full on Sam Wilson, Captain America. It's going to take some time. Yeah, they'll they'll do it, which is kind of surprising that they're going to wait because it's like we know that he is it like yeah. he, he has been past the shield. So but he still doesn't. And even in the comics, they address that even when Bucky yeah. spoiler alert for the comics, Bucky becomes Captain America. Like nobody wants to pick up that mantle that Steve carried for so long. Like that's right. just. Yeah, I don't know. So I, I, I'm I'm happy that, you know, they have they've announced it. Maybe I mean, just going to be a phase five thing and they didn't want to overload with Captain America right off the bat. So I don't know. But um, I did. I, I, I thought there was going to be because he he is the face. But I guess maybe the face is changing of who the MCU is. Yeah. Which I thought it was going to be Captain Marvel. And there's no Captain Marvel. No Captain Marvel, no. Well, we'll talk about yeah some comments yeah. Foggy made after that. Um, but I can't wait. That that show is one of the most anticipated things I think I have on this list that I want to see. Um, then we're going to move into November 6th of 2020. We'll get The Eternals. 
Mm-hmm. Um, tons and tons of actors in this. Um, I mean, the big one, obviously, Angelina Jolie is going to be in it, playing uh, yeah. Athena. Uh, Salma Hayek, Richard Madden, a um, bunch of different people are going to be in this movie. I'll be honest, I don't know much about The Eternals, man. I mean, we've both been trying here recently to go through a Marvel Unlimited to read The Eternals. You can get it. It's a classic cosmic storyline written by the the late and great Jack Kirby. Um, yeah. This was kind of his cosmic epic book series that was out there kind of really just talking about almost the origin of the marvel universe essentially right like the different like humans and uh yeah there's like three different there's like three different races and yep it's almost like the creation of of life more (laughs) even bigger than uh just the marvel universe but this is kind of where i thought they were going not specifically with the eternals just in scale and scope like otherworldly yeah. You know what I mean? Like outer space and the Eternals can bring that. I don't know where they're going to go with the stories, but um, because I, I started diving into the series and yeah, it, they could visually just from reading uh, uh, the first few issues, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> I, like just, I mean, and, and the, what the, the original series was written in like the seventies. So even in the, even in for that time, it must've been like, like uh, a whole new world of comic books that have been created by Kirby, just the visuals in it, what they can do now for movies. It's going to be dude, it's going to be something to watch. And that's something to note too. I mean, he wrote it and he actually drew it too. He did everything for it. Yeah. The only thing he didn't do is like the penciling for the the writing, which is crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm interested in that. Obviously, just see where they go with it um, Mm. as well. So did you notice like when I was reading the first um, few pages, it just reminded me like, you know that show uh, Ancient Aliens on History Channel? Yeah, yeah. Like everything that's in those first few pages about like the aliens came and look at this like giant sculpture that they made of the aliens giving them the show. I'm like, that's all that, that Ancient Aliens TV show is. These guys all just read the Eternals when they were little kids in the <laughs> 70s. And now, now they got big hair and they look crazy just playing around aliens. It's craziness. Uh, let's see. The next show we'll get then is in um, spring of 2021. We'll get WandaVision. Elizabeth Olsen, of course, is coming back as Wanda. Paul Bettany is Vision. And uh, this is an interesting one, too. You're also going to get, um, I don't want to mispronounce her name, but it's Tayona Paris is her name. She's playing Monica Rambeau, who has actually already been in the MCU. Do you know who Monica Rambeau is, Chris? Where you saw her in the MCU? Um, I cannot think. Captain Marvel's friend, her daughter. Oh, yeah. Really? yeah. That's Monica Rambeau. Okay. So, and this this show will be set after Endgame. So, um, so what's Wanda's the big bringing, question there? She's bringing Vision back. Right. I think this How's is just going to be, they're saying it's going to just be wild. It's going to be all just crazy special effects. Probably within her mind, Scarlet Witch using her abilities. This show, I think, is going to be. Um, uh, I think this is going to be good. They, they, they made her pretty badass in Endgame. Yep. Just that scene with, with Thanos when she takes him head on. Mm hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. And actually, probably before we get that, we're actually going to get the uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, mm-hmm. So Simu Lu is playing Shang-Chi. Um, this is actually going to have the real Mandarin in it. So this isn't going to be the Mandarin from uh, from Iron Man. It's going to be the real Mandarin in this. And this is another character that I'm not super familiar with. He's just nope. a master of Kung Fu. That's pretty yeah, much all no. I know. I don't, um, I'm not familiar either. But you know what? That's why I love that the MCU has made so much money that they can just dig into just the They can do this now. Anything's possible. Supposedly, the actor here that's playing Shang-Chi tweeted at, at Marvel like two or three years ago saying, 
I, I think he's a Canadian actor. He said like, I would love to be in one of your movies and I could be Shang-Chi. Fast forward to today, he's literally going to be playing Shang-Chi mm. in the movie. Like just incredible. That's that awesome. Do that. Um, and then I think I think that's actually going to come out before WandaVision or, or right around there. But then WandaVision, they're saying, is going to tie almost directly to the movie that I'm probably the most excited about is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse yeah. of Madness. This thing is launching May 7th, uh, 2021. Obviously, Benedict Cumberbatch. Elizabeth Olsen is going to be in it. And they're calling it the first M- scary MCU film. So Doctor Strange can get a little bit wild, man. Some of those books in the seventies were crazy out there. there. Um, I like, you know, before the movie came out, I didn't really read specific Doctor Strange books. I just, you know, read him when he was doing like a crossover event or something like that. So Uh obviously, you know who Doctor Strange is, but that the movie was like, it really turned me on more to Doctor Strange and the lore of Doctor Strange. So for this, you know, for, for to have a sequel and just the title alone with multiverse in it. Oh, so many possibilities. Exactly, man. Like where this is going to go. I mean, could like, you think, could they pull in a Miles Morales? Could they pull in a Spider-Gwen? Is this how you introduce those by coming through the multiverse? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. so that's a big I mean, leap for Sony. Because, I mean, obviously Sony owns, I would assume owns the rights to Miles as well, I would think. Because it's uh, under the Spider-Man label. But yeah. Um, I don't know, dude. It, yeah. I mean, like you said, like possibilities, I, I don't want to really think about it because we could probably do an entire show based on the possibilities of just this one movie. I know. <laughs> um, but like you said, like just the craziness and the way the, the first Dr. Strange movie was filmed. Um, and I've always said it and I've talked to you many times about it. Like I love sequels when it comes to these movies because i don't we get past the introduction of who these guys are so we are all familiar with dr strange and they are going to hit the ground running in this and this movie is going to be all over the place man Mm -hmm. i can't wait to see the visuals in this movie yep it's gonna be great man uh let's see spring of 2021 we're also going to get the loki show of course tom hiddleston coming back as loki and it's going to follow the loki from the 2012 timeline that we saw in avengers endgame when he escaped with the tesseract that'd be cool yeah so I think it'll be crazy cool. wild Loki with the Tesseract just going yep. nuts. Yeah. Neat. I think that'll be interesting. Um, and then the summer we're going to get uh, the what if series that Chris had mentioned earlier, which oh, dude, yeah. it's going to be an animated show. Number one, uh, we are going to have the watcher Jeffrey Wright. He's pretty much going to, I think, narrate the show that, and if you've ever read the what if books, that's what it is. Pretty much the watcher, mm-hmm. like kind of narrating just random stories. And it's one of my favorite books when I was a kid, just kind of, I, you'd always just see it on the shelf. And if it was an interesting topic, I'd pick it up that month. And um, they're actually having the actors come back to reprise their their roles. So they even said like Josh Brolin's cool. coming back. Um, you know, they mentioned a couple other people. But this one of the first ones they said, and this, I love the idea of this. The first episode is about Peggy Carter becoming the Super Soldier instead of Steve Rogers. Oh, really? What if See, she I... took the the serum rather than Steve <sighs> in the forties? Wow, that's crazy. Okay, all right. Well, See, what that's... other one? You saw another one. What was the other one? Um, it was uh, something with like Killmonger or something. I think he, it was I a, know he's a what if with it. him. Yeah. So I don't remember what the the um, summary was for it, but I just saw his name attached to it. I'm like, oh, that's cool. But so will this? How is this going to connect to everything though? I mean, these are just. I don't think that it's random just, scenarios. It's part of, yeah, I think it's just random scenarios. Yeah. This is just going to be a standalone thing and not really tie into the MCU, which is, which is cool, but I. I, I 
I mean, it is the MCU because it's still the same actors, right? Well, it is. It is. But and, and maybe they'll throw some things in there to, you know, have everything connected somehow. But I was kind of lo- looking forward to the idea of like them throwing in a an animated series into everything. And I thought this was just more of like the expansion of what they're getting into. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're introducing brand new, not brand new, brand new characters to the MCU that we haven't seen before. And I thought it was going to be a really cool idea to in, uh, to throw in a animated series into the mix. And in a way they are, but like we don't really know if it really does tie into anything in the bigger picture yeah. yet. But if it's a what-if series, but, you but have dude, to. I mean, that, you know what? That, see, that's the crazy thing. You could have something ha- – I mean, granted, this is summer, so this will be after Doctor Strange with the multiverse. But theoretically, you could have – if you have more movies with the multiverse, you could have something happen in this animated series – Three right. years down the line, you have another movie taking place with a multiverse, and you could see what happened in the What If series in live action in one of those movies, yeah. right? I mean, it, you could be right. like, oh my God, that's from the What If series, and that was in, you know, whatever, in, in um, Reality 7 or whatever they end up calling it. Like, yeah. that would just be really cool to see things right. like that. That's that's possible. Because, you, know, you know, like Star Wars has like their Clone Wars, you know yep. what I mean? Like, many, many seasons of like the Clone Wars. Like, that's what I was kind of hoping, like, the What If series would be. Because you could just go on and on. Yeah, you know what? Uh, many I, seasons. Yes, but I think Marvel, we don't even need it to be animated, dude. We're getting Loki. We're getting one. You know what I mean? It's like, mm. yes, you. Ha- we. I would love for them to be able to do that. Because that's really what kept Star Wars alive for many people. That that really is a lot of people's Star Wars, is the yeah. Clone Wars series. Um, but Marvel's, they got so much money, man. Like, they're just making it. <laughs> rather than do an animated Falcon yeah. and the Winter Soldier, they're just like, no, we're going we're to straight up pay Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan to just yeah, do yeah. a TV show. We don't need to have weird-looking yeah. stormtroopers, you know, that don't look like the ones you see in the movie. Like, no, we're going to get that guy. <laughs> yeah, well, he gets Captain America's shield at the end of the movie. Yeah, he, he's Captain America in our show. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what we're doing. Yeah. I love that. It's so cool. Yep. But but I do, it would be cool to have a little, like, popcorn. And I think that's what this is going to be. It's more like just fun have fun watching right. these crazy I mean that's what the whole what if series is it's just wacky right. stories I love right. it um, we are going to get then a fall TV show the Hawkeye show Jeremy Renner coming back playing uh, Clint Barton and uh, they're going to introduce Kate Bishop which is kind of cool and then it does say or they did say they're going to explore his time as Ronan that's cool so we are going to get some of that um, that we did see that in Endgame kind of kind of led him down that path with, which I right. thought was kind of neat now I don't know where that will really kind of tie into the rest of everything here in phase four could even be somewhat maybe like we said before maybe introducing a villain i don't know uh but then it seems like everything's going to come to a head here to kind of wrap up this phase with thor love and thunder dropping november 5th 2021 with chris mm-hmm. hemsworth of course playing thor natalie portman reprising her role as jane foster um and then uh, tessa thompson of course as uh, valkyrie but uh natalie portman it was revealed will become the female thor and uh, for anybody wondering, Taika Waititi, of course, is directing it again, which is awesome. I know, Chris, Ragnarok, you don't like Ragnarok that much, do you? No, no, no. I like Ragnarok. Oh, I don't like so the other good, two. Man. Yeah, no. Ragnarok is is far and away the best yeah. Thor movie. So, the, the If I was listing the MCU movies, I would put Thor 1 and 2 at the very bottom. I just don't. Okay. Yeah. I like the Thor character. I just don't like how they Better were filmed. Better than The Incredible Hulk? What? Do I like? Do Where I, would you put Thor's below or you put them below Incredible Hulk? They're worse than The Incredible Hulk. The the Hulk with Edward Norton. Yeah, that's oh, the MCU easily. man. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> wow. I like right. the Hulk. I actually like the. Okay, Hulk I mean, I I like yeah. it too, but it's down there for me, man. It's oof. yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's it's towards the bottom echelon, but 
Um, I don't know. I just I, I like the like I said, I like the Thor character. I, for some reason, like those first like couple of movies, because Thor is just you know from another world. It didn't seem like it to me. It just seemed like yeah. that world that he was from was so small and not like yeah. Cute. I don't know. So you know, uh, I, you know what I think honestly, and maybe why I liked Ragnarok so much because I've I've had the same complaints. It was like Thor just when it came out like the original movie, it just didn't feel like it should have been part of that and maybe that was right. because we had we had hulk we had captain america we had iron man all that more modern day and to me just the fantasy of thor which i've never been a thor fan really to, to begin with but once you had guardians come out and they took us to the cosmic side and the galaxy and then with ragnarok you threw thor into that world on top of right. the fact that they were doubling down on hemsworth's just comedic you know prowess as as thor it's great, man. Like I cannot wait to see this movie, and I'm interested in what they're gonna do with Natalie Portman as being that female Thor. Um, I was listening to um, uh, this week in Marvel. If you guys don't listen to the show, it's Marvel show. Um, every week they talk about comics coming out or just movies things, and they were talking. There was one specifically on this uh, presentation, and they said they're they're drawing a lot from that the Mighty Thor series where Jane Foster is Thor. So here you have a, a series that isn't really that old that, that they're where they're drawing this character from putting mm-hmm. it already into the MCU. You know, they're not going back into the well to find something years and years and years ago. So um, I don't know. Should be cool. And then supposedly that's going to wrap up the phase. Um, but mm-hmm. then leading into uh, the one phase five movie that we know about, and this is kind of how they ended the whole thing that kind of surprised everybody is they announced a new blade bringing back yeah. Blade with uh, I always mess his name up. Marshala Ali, I think that's right. Marshala Ali, yeah, uh, as Who's playing like Blade. Yeah, oh yeah, perfect casting for that. Y- yep, I mean that's gonna be great. Yeah. So that I mean, that will I know that you said like that'll end phase four, but like will that be part of like keep saying like the big picture, or would that be like its own thing? I, I think Blade, Blade will. It just says it's a phase. They said it's a phase five movie, so it will be part of the phase big five. picture. Okay. But it, but it, basically, okay. Thor ends phase four, and Blade kicks, kicks off up. phase five. Oh, well, mm-hmm. I don't know if we know what kicks it off, but they're saying it is a phase five movie. Also mentioned just kind of throughout interviews, we are getting Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, mm-hmm. getting Black Panther Two, Captain mm-hmm. Marvel Two, and then Feige on stage joked about. Mutants and the Fantastic Four. Right. In an interview afterwards, he said, pretty much confirmed they are working on early stages of Fantastic Four stuff. Right. But he didn't say that about the X Men yet. So. Yeah, and I and I read a article saying he was given control of Deadpool, like wow. recently. Yeah, I didn't like, know that. like two days ago. Like they they he so he has control of that as well. So, Oof. um. Dude, it's, just, it's a gluttony of riches right now, man. Like <laughs> they, they can go in so many freaking directions right now. Wow. And, and it's just, it, it's amazing. Like I, 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 I think they're being like cautious with this phase to maybe like test the waters with some of these new characters in the movie side of things while just still overloading you with all the characters that you love yeah. and seeing how these like test movies do um like with like shang chi and everything like how that does if that does well then it, and not even blade because everybody knows blade i think people have been like looking for maybe like a new blade movie but um i'm trying to think of like maybe it, it, like in in phases like subsequent phases 
they do a little bit more of like like newer characters. But I don't know if they can do that because – and I say newer characters. I mean newer characters to like to the movie franchise. Right, obviously. right, right. Um, but when you have the X-Men that just are waiting there and there's hundreds of mutants to pick from like – Dude, like that's got to be its own series. I was going to say, you do you have a whole phase it? of just? I mean, that well, that's the thing. We could, we could phase five. You got black. You go back to Black Panther, Captain Marvel, Guardians. Boom, boom, boom. That and that's you know year and a half, two years of that, and then your next phase is just all mutants for two years, and you you forget about, and maybe you pull in Doctor Strange to kind of tie some of that, and then you go away from them. You go back, and they then eventually you go to the true age of apocalypse, and then it's everybody coming, or you do secret wars, and it's everybody coming in, something like that, or secret invasion. Um, I mean, the sky's the limit, and you know it. I remember talking about this with uh, when Star Wars Celebration happened, and when we were kind of learning about the Disney Plus app. Is it's like I like going to the movies, and there, I I think the cool thing about going to the movies is that, especially when you go to see the Marvel movies, is everybody's a fan. And so when you go in those first few days or that first week, everybody's seeing it for the first time. Everybody's cheering. Everybody's crying. You know, I love that experience. But in the same sense, well, I guess we need to keep doing that so they can keep funding all these things. But it's like, why don't we just have TV shows? You know, I guess the the Disney Plus app is not going to bring in a bit or three billion dollars for like, you know, so I guess that's why we have to keep having the movies. But it's like if we're going to get all these you know, if I'm going to get a Falcon and the Winter Soldier series that each episode is going to be 52 minutes, that's essentially eight hours of that. Why would I need to go see a two hour movie in the theater? You know, but but in the same yeah, sense, but, financially, yes, that's why oh, we yeah, have to do that, it. And that is the bottom line. You know what it is? It's it's like wrestling. You'd watch wrestling on TV every week and then you would go to the pay-per-view and that's where all the big stuff happens. And so that's maybe the movies. Maybe we got to look at it that way. Wrestling is our Disney Plus app. Like the mm-hmm. weekly Monday Night Raw show of WWF or WWE, and then when the movies come out, that's your WrestleMania, that's your your Rumble Royal Rumble. That's where right. you're going to the movies. You're paying to watch the big fights kind of come to a culmination. So let me ask you this: If Weird. if so, for example, let's just take the Black Widow movie. Yep. If the you have a subscription to Disney Plus, if they give you the option to, it's the same price because they have to make their money. Yep. You can buy the Black Widow movie day it's released to, to view it once on B- Disney Plus or go to the theater. It's still 12 bucks no matter what you want to do. What would you do? Would you go to the movie theater or would you stay at home and watch it? Well, it's almost I know, like a, I, I know the answer my wife wants me to say because you only got to buy one ticket so the whole family can watch it. But I oh, want well, to go to the movie. I want to go to the movies, yeah. man. I want to go to the theater. Because like I said, that's that's the fun of it. It's like going to a concert and seeing your favorite band and being there and just, you know, being amongst the people and the excitement and the buzz that's in the room. That's the best thing about those movies. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man Far From Home, which I'm going to call you out here on the show, Chris. You haven't seen it yet. What the no, hell's going on? But like the end of that movie, those last few... The newborn baby kind of throwing a wrench into The, uh... Um, the end credit scenes dude like my theater erupted like it is <laughs> really so great like it was amazing and like i love being there for that stuff it's so cool yeah it's just fun you know because you never really had movie experiences like that it, well they used to be so few and far between and now it seems like it maybe is becoming more common but it's because the movies that are coming out are like purposely going for that like marvel has found that where they know what will pull us on and bring us back to the theaters. And it's, mm-hmm. they got that secret sauce. I got that formula and I love it. 
Uh, speaking of secret sauce and some formulas, before we move on here, Chris, let me thank our sponsor. I like that segue, Chris. That's some pro stuff right there. Thank my sponsor, GamerGoo. That's right. You guys know about GamerGoo. GamerGoo is the antiperspirant for your hands that you can put the stuff on. It lasts for four hours. So if you're in those sweaty uh, PvP matches or in those rage or those crucible matches, GamerGoo's got your back. You can put this on for up to four hours. And like I've said it before, guys, I hate putting lotion on my hands. My hands getting all greasy. You can put this stuff up. And the biggest test, or you can put the stuff on, the biggest test, you can touch your phone, Chris. Not going to leave smudges on your phone, man. Some good stuff. Okay. I love it. Because I was going to say, like, you can play video games for four hours? Well, because <laughs> we're old men, so maybe we can't. <laughs> so for those people out there that can keep their hands on a controller for four hours, you're good to go with some gamer goo. Uh, if you're interested in this, they get a bunch of different scents. There's the original, which is the peppermint orange and uh the the cinnamon they got some new scents coming out which they sent me which big thanks to them for that we got vanilla sugar cherry blossom and teak wood which is my new favorite i used to always say cinnamon was my favorite my whole gaming room here would smell like cinnamon but it's definitely the teak wood now and uh, if you want to check it out you can go to gamergoo.com there's a free trial over there they'll give you the three original scents send it to you completely free and uh, if you're interested in getting it be sure to use my promo code tell that's t-e-l save yourself 10 percent off your order and uh, they can get you hooked up over there. And Chris, I always tell people too, this is a great gift, like inexpensive gift for that gamer in your life. If you're looking for just something mm. kind of off the wall that's not a game or you know a, a gift card or whatever, gamer goo, check it out. Gamer is it goo. one of those things where it's like, uh, you know, w- once you use it, you can't not you can't not use it. Like you're always using I think it so. now, dude. I always yeah. I told you my room here smells like cinnamon, which is probably really? better than what it used to smell like before. <laughs> <laughs> Cheetos and and gas. <laughs> gas. Um, and uh, the other thing too now is he's they're marketing it as they have a sport, which it's the orange flavor. But because I I remember saying this, running yeah. Spartan races and monkey bars or people that do like deadlifts, doing um you know CrossFit and all that. Put it on, man. Your hands are not going to sweat, so it's great for lifting weights and everything. So uh, check it out, guys. Again, go to gamergoo.com. Use my code TELL, T-E-L. You can find that down in the show notes. Save yourself 10% off uh, your order. And again, you can also get a free trial. Just go to gamergoo.com and check it out over there. Sweet. Uh, Chris, let's keep moving on here. I want to talk about um, just some brief comic news. I mean, here we are, San Diego Comic-Con. Half of this right. now, or I say half of it, an eighth of it is actually comic news. Uh, but there was some definitely cool stuff, I think, coming out. And, and Chris and I, we're, we're Marvel heads, so we're, <laughs> really the Marvel stuff is what we want to talk about. Mm. Um, but they did announce kind of this new line of Marvel books. We knew that the X or Marvel books of X Men books. Right. Um, there is a new series that just launched today. It's a mini series as we're recording this called House of X. And um, there's also what Powers of X is going to be the no- the next one that comes out next week. It's technically Powers of Ten. Power- is, oh, that's is, right. I forgot they put that is. in there. Yeah. Yes, pronounced Powers of Ten. But this is kind of just resetting the X-Men world. Like, you know, obviously we just talked about the the X-Men in the MCU. Um, And I love, like, what kind of killed me with this book here, House of X, is that in the description for the book, Marvel said, like, every once in a while there's, like, a big book that comes out. Like, you know, giant-sized X-Men and new X-Men. Like, they're saying, like, and they're trying to put this on that level. I haven't picked up the book yet, Chris. You've read it. Does yeah. it bring it on that level? Like, is this a, a new set? Do you think this series is actually going to reset the X-Men or be as, as impactful as giant size X-Men, which is the one that brought in Wolverine, Colossus, Nightcrawler? Yeah, like, well, the thing is, like, I, the way that it is now, I, I think you can't make that kind of claim 
um, immediately. I think you have to see where this goes and then you can look back and say like, yeah, they really reset yeah. this and set the, it's tough to kind of like put anything on that level. Um, I think it can be there for the simple fact that Hickman has taken it over. Yep. Um, and reading the first issue, dude, it's, it's like really, really good. Everything about it is really good. Like the, they don't get, it's one of, it's perfect where like they don't give you everything obviously. And it can go in so many different directions, mm -hmm. but you know, it's going to go in many different directions and you're excited for that. Um, the, the art style is incredible, man. Like it's fantastic art, fantastic writing. I don't know if you've read like Hickman books, but he's very like, he, I think he, there's going to be action. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's an X-Men book. Um, but he's very like wordy and he's very like heady and on how he like writes his books. So, um, I, I think where this goes is like, I don't want to give away like a spoiler cause this one literally just came out literally today. today yeah. So I'm not going to like go into like the details because I don't care about spoiling Endgame Cause if you haven't seen that, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where you've been, but like something like this. And if, you know, I'm sure people want to read it, but it, it's, it's excellent, dude. It's okay. really, I'm going really tomorrow well, to pick up my copy. well written. I, it's one of like, you don't really read, reread comic books too much. Maybe like you'll flip back to see like a, maybe one specific panel. Like I, I want to, and I have to go back and read this again because there's so much there. Number one, it's awesome. And number two, there's so much there where you have to like get like some really fine details. Nice. But the thing about it is like, because they announced this how long ago, man, they announced this like, yeah, it's been a six while. months ago. So because of that, I kind of stopped reading like the current X-Men books, knowing they were just going to come to a change. flat end. Yep. And, and, and this is where Marvel is killing themselves because like they lost sales in me <laughs> <laughs> not buying these, the current X-Men books, which were really good. And as soon as they announced this, I stopped, man. Yeah. Because like I didn't, I didn't, not that I didn't care. I still, I still care about the X-Men, but I'm just like, why am I going to read this when it goes nowhere? Yep. I, and it doesn't, from what I understand, it doesn't really flow into this. They, they have taken um, aspects from um, X-Men books like from a couple years ago, but very, very small details, just like the fact that Professor X is, a, Professor X is alive. Just things like that. Yeah. So. Um, well, I think, you know, this this now, and the reason we're bringing this up now, guys, is they did the news coming out of Comic-Con was they announced basically what's going to be the, the set in stone, at least for now, six x-men books and if you think about it yeah. like the x-men dude when you and i were growing up in the early 90s i mean they were huge they were like obviously really main main part because of the the cartoon series but then even those books like that x-men which i got i got one of the issues hanging up on the wall behind me like that was huge the x-men were huge in the 90s mm -hmm. you think age of apocalypse came out then i mean it was just they were everywhere but then they just kind of fell off and led the way to things like Spider-Man and obviously the MCU brought in the Avengers and Iron Man and all that. And they've just been kind of sitting on the back burner. And I think Marvel didn't really know what to do with them. Like Chris kind of alluded mm -hmm. to, they if you don't guys don't follow comics, like they've launched multiple books over the last probably four or five years, kind of like this is the new series. And they're going in. They did yeah. X-Men Blue and Gold and Red, which I enjoyed. Like X-Men Red, so I still great. think was fantastic. Yeah. Um, but I think this hopefully will be it. And especially now with Disney getting the Fox rights and we know in the next probably five or six years, the X-Men will be in the MCU. They need to bring the excitement back for the X-Men. And I hope that's what this is. And that's why to me, like I said, this is, I think it's pretty big news. So what they're doing is one of the books will just be X-Men. 
Yeah. Makes sense, right? Just our, our memorable, the most memorable title you can come up with. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, it's going to yeah. have Wolverine. Looks like Cyclops is in it. Looks like Cable's there. I don't know if that's Jean Grey or will be Marvel Girl. It's Marvel. It, it is, is Marvel Girl. That's yes. what I thought because you can see yeah. Jean Grey's in one of these other books. Uh, another right. book they're doing is called Marauders. Uh, this is kind of a weird one, but it's got uh, Captain Katie Pride. Uh, with Emma Frost is going to be in there on the Hellfire Trading Company. So it's kind of like this piratey um, type book. Storm is in there. I see uh, Bishop in the back, Ice Iceman. So um, that's going to be a different book. Uh, Excalibur looks like it'll be interesting, which I think kind of the, the crazy thing about this is it looks like Apocalypse is going to be a part of this group. Yeah. Um, Captain Britain's in there, Jubilee, Gambit, Rogue. Um, so they're kind of picking like the big heroes of the x-men and putting them kind of together in these different books um the new mutants is getting another series so that'll be uh, another one of these books um that's the series i never really read too much of the new mutants um no, but it looks like this is going to be uh, sunspot wolfbane mirage uh magic uh let's see fallen angels is going to be another one which psylocke looks like she's going to be leading that one up and uh they're actually bringing x-23 yeah. and cable which is cool so yeah x-23 being a part of that and then uh, a new X-Force. And uh, this is going to have Jean Grey in that one. Beast, Colossus. Uh, I see Wolverine in there, too. So he's going to be in this one yep. as well. Um, but Domino. Domino. Yep. Yeah. So these books all look great. They, they look to me almost like 90s comics of the X-Men. You know, like these right. could be covers we could have seen back then. I'm excited for these books, man. And I'm excited for the X-Men to come back. Because they were my favorites, really, besides Spider-Man when I was a kid. Like, it was Spider-Man and X-Men. Loved them. Yeah. I think they they know like they've botched the X Men over the last several years, mm-hmm. and instead of just throwing out like okay let's restart it with another X Men and see how that goes, they know what they have in the X Men. They know the X Men has a massive following, and they know they just have to do it right. Yep. And that's why they gave it to Hickman. And Hickman, from what I understand, like yeah, he's writing the X Men book, like the 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 main X Men book. But from what I understand, like he has. He's not writing the other ones, but he's like overseeing them all. So like this is his ship to run right now. He's and the Kevin Feige of the X-Men books. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I guess yeah. you could say that. So I think, you know, to, to answer your question in the beginning, like does does the the number one, the um, House of X stand up to it? And the reason I said like you can't really make that decision right now, I think it will stand up to, you know, like X-Men 100 and stuff like that if all this succeeds. Mm-hmm. If it succeeds, then yes, it does because it's a – excellent issue and it's a, a great way to i guess reboot this for the 74th time um <laughs> but like stick with it and i've been saying that with marvel and i will always love marvel no matter what they do please x-men is in the right hands let it just keep it that it breathe. way let it breathe yep. yes so uh let's see keeping on the comic book bit i want to talk a little bit about uh, some star wars news um, obviously, you know, there, there was, I, you know what, there really wasn't as much Star Wars stuff coming out of I this. I think so, right? I think it was merchandise, like just merchandising pretty much. I mean, okay. the biggest thing. I didn't that, know, I didn't know but, if there wasn't a lot of Star Wars stuff coming out or I was just so obsessed with the Marvel stuff coming I, out. I just could be part of that because I, I kind of looked for the Star Wars stuff, but everything I saw was always about like new books coming out or new, you know, uh, action figures and, and things like that. Like I, I was surprised we didn't get like the Rise of the Skywalker panel like why didn't we get that right we didn't get that right and and maybe that's cool i mean the only thing we really got was that came out was an interview with kevin smith and they were talking Mm. about uh (laughs) he went on set after he had his heart attack uh jj abrams invited him out 
And he went out and found out that the last scene was like, I guess the setting for it was over there. And he wanted to go see it. And JJ's like, no, you don't want to see it. Like, I want you to see it in the theater. He said, if you go over there and see that, your mind will melt. <laughs> and so, yeah, supposedly the ending scene of Rise of, of Skywalker will make our minds melt. So, okay. Speculate. Now, now when, when they say that, like end scene, like in my mind, it's like the as it like fades to black and the credits roll. But it's probably not that. It's probably like, you know, the big battle think, scene, I'm yeah, assuming. Yeah, maybe even or, like an answer to something. Like, I'm almost wondering if somehow they're going to tie a little bow on just everything. Like, there's something we're not getting yet, but at the end of this movie, we're going to be like, oh, that's why all this happened all this time. Or I, I don't know. I, which I don't know. What could that be? Could this could the whole I, thing be taking place in a snow globe? Like, are we doing that? Like, please don't do that, JJ. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but but one of the when I mentioned comics, one of the series that is coming out, and it's actually coming out before. It's coming out in December, just before Episode Nine comes out, and uh-huh. it's called The Rise of Kylo Ren, and uh, it's gonna have the Knights of Ren in it. Very cool cover, man. This is a book, of course, by Marvel, of course, because they do all the, the Star Wars books too. Um, super interested in what this is gonna be about. It's gonna, I think it's a four issue run. I think is what they said, a four or six issue run, uh, all about the backstory yeah. of Kylo. And essentially kind of, cool. kind of what happened in that situation. I mean, I actually thought, yeah, it's a four issue thing uh, going on sale in December. Don't know if it's going to be weekly or monthly, but I was, I was almost hoping it was going to come out maybe after the movie and kind of well, explain it. Like maybe there'll be things in nine that then they, that they can now show in the comics. So maybe we'll get that first issue. That's true. Beginning of December, maybe get introduced to the Knights of Ren. And then it just, because the, I, like I'm reading it and it, and it says like it, it hits, shelves in december so when when is the movie scheduled for release uh, december 21st or something like that somewhere okay there. so if this comes out if this comes out weekly but you're right i didn't really think about that because a time frame i'm trying to like match it up between can they get all these issues out um before the movie technically but if it's weekly no they couldn't they couldn't the last one would come so, out like that week probably so maybe there that that would be kind of cool, man. Say it's a four issue run. I can't remember if it is. It is. This, it says it's okay. the thing I'm looking at. Yeah, so say it's four. So say so say they release, and I'm sure they have this planned out. Um, say say they release two that lead up to the movie, and then two like post movie. That would be awesome. Yeah. To have have a have a comic book kind of like be split right down the middle, mm-hmm. and in the middle of it is the movie. Is the movie? Yeah. How great would that be? They could do some cool stuff. Uh, yep. Another thing that was kind of interesting here too that they announced was an audio first uh, title. So it's it's all just just an audio, I guess it's going to be, and that's Dooku Jedi Lost. So all about Count Dooku, I thought was kind of neat, um, mm. just, and the fact that it's just going to be audio. You know, I mean, how we love <laughs> listening to audiobooks and all that. I thought yeah. that was kind of neat that they're doing that. Um, it's kind of like they did the what the Wolverine the Long Night. You know, I mean, that was a yeah, podcast, yeah, yeah. granted, but I think right, it's cool yeah. if, if we see more them doing more things like that, especially in the Star Wars uh, world, I think would be great. If you guys haven't uh, read the Thrawn books, the Thrawn audio books are great because a lot of the um, uh, conversations in that in the Thrawn book is Thrawn just talking out loud in his own head. Oh, and so the cool. guy who reads the audio book, it's just like you're listening to Thrawn <laughs> coming through your, you know, into your yeah. ears. It's great. I love it. Um. Uh, real quick, too, I I didn't talk about this on, on the episode kind of by myself, and I just kind of want to get your thoughts on it, Chris, because we haven't talked much about it. Uh, Star it. Wars-wise, out of San Diego Comic-Con, the Sith Trooper. Oh. It was revealed beforehand, and then at the Comic-Con, they actually did a whole panel on Stormtroopers, which you would have thought I would have been glued to it. I, I know nothing. I didn't yeah. even watch it. 
So I really or or know anything about it, which I, maybe we couldn't have watched it if it wasn't streamed. But um, they revealed the Sith trooper, and they did reveal that you know a lot of people were thinking these were going to basically be troopers for Palpatine, because in the trailer, of course, you hear Palpatine's voice, but it's not. It confirmed yeah. that they're actually they just serve the First Order. So, but it says they um, may possibly draw from the dark side of the Force. So okay, I don't know. Like like I love how stormtroopers are so just like ingrained in like star wars lore and pop culture lore and we don't really know a lot about them Mm-mm. so like where did these guys come from like where have they been the entire time yeah good question you know like I, like who's under well we know who is underneath one of them and he's no longer a stormtrooper right um but um i don't know i think it's i love how people get up in arms about this too it's like <laughs> i just think it's hilarious like star wars fans drive me crazy but um I don't know. I think they look cool, man. I think like red and black is a great like look, and yep. I think they're going to be a, almost but, every video game I play where I can customize customize myself is red and black. Do you really? A little bit of white in there too. My Guardian in Destiny, yeah. red, black, and white. Really? Anything I always play Fantasy Star Online, red, black, and white. Like that's just red and black is my thing. That's why the minute I saw this, I was like, I think yes. it looks cool. I love yeah, it. I, I would love I to did. see this with like a, a, one white stripe, like the clone troopers always had, like just oh, one yeah, white yeah, stripe yeah. coming down the side. Right. Uh, would be great. And for those that have read the um, the Phasma book, uh, there is a trooper in there called Cardinal, and um, he kind of does this interrogation with her or with uh, was that another in the, com- in the comic series or like the the book book. I'm talking the book book. He may have been okay. in the comic series as well. I can't remember. And I read the comic, but I can't remember. Probably not. There was a stormtrooper in there, but I don't remember him. Yeah, being if you red, look at the was... back of the Phasma book, you, it's all red. It's it's one of the um, first order troopers, but it's red. Really? So at first, that when I saw this, I was like, "Oh my god, that's Cardinal!" But then it's like, "No, they're not. I don't think they're going that route. This is going to be a fleet yeah. of Sith troopers." But I think it's cool. I think, and, and I kind of want to see what they do. Like, uh, is their aim just as bad as every other stormtrooper? <laughs> like, are, are they are they more like better equipped? Are they better trained? I don't know. But just all we have is the look, and I I don't know, man. I like the look. I think it looks really cool. Yeah. Now, has there been a? Uh, have you seen a 501st yet for uh we haven't red? I haven't seen anything yet um no. i'm sure it's probably going to be like a matter of probably three more days and i'm sure we'll have somebody <laughs> you think someone will have posting it. one and then we'll already get the um the uniform outline and everything up there because usually when they do it i think they had it at um at comic-con whenever they announce like a new armor set or something like that they'll have it on display and people will just take mm-hmm. crazy high-res photos of all this stuff and even before the movie's out they already have some guys in the 501 have already um, right. Put it all out, which is crazy. Now, do you think, like in the movie, there will be like a massive amount of these, or are these like specialty, like, like spec specialty, ops, kind of like a spec ops or, type thing? I don't know. Yeah, just like a, a small, <laughs> like, um, like Navy SEALs type group of just seven <laughs> yeah. red troopers, like Sith troopers. You know what I mean? That are. Yeah, I don't know. Enough to see how they decide to do it. What would have been cool is if they. What, what was the planet that they fought? Um, where Ray and Kylo fought on the first. Not the first movie, but the oh well, they in in uh, Force Awakens at the end. It was the Star, they were on Star Killer bases. It was blown up. Okay, when it was when it was and there was snow all around them. Yep, that's where you got to have those guys. Yeah, uh, with a white. Back we've ar- well, we've already seen the scene of Kylo running through the woods in the in the uh, Red Skywalker trailer, and he like grabs the one guy and slams him down. So oh yeah yeah, I think it's snowing there. So. There you go. Uh, all right, let's move on to some movie trailers, Chris. And this first trailer I want to talk about, I actually received an email on this one. And uh, let's okay. see, this email came to me from Justin. 
And he said, Mark, I'm not sure if you're a Kevin Smith fan, but I am ridiculously excited for his latest film. He said, sadly, it's not Clerks 3, but what can you do? Jay and Silent Bob reboot. I, have mm-hmm. highly, uh, I was highly skeptical when I heard about the movie because I felt the story of Jay and Silent Bob was fully covered with the first film, but they are throwing in some interesting twists alongside amazing cameos. He said, uh, do me a favor. If you do plan on doing an episode when the movie comes out, put up a spoiler warning. Just joking. I know you're professional. <laughs> so I'm going to wait and see it at the Jay and Silent Bob reboot roadshow, which unfortunately the closest it comes here to Boston or is in Boston in November says, I can't wait to listen to your latest show. I wasn't able to listen at my usual time. Keep up the great work. P.S. I've been enjoying Fantasy Star Online 2 quite a bit. Just trying to learn the nitty-gritty so I can enjoy it when it comes stateside. Well, Justin, I'm glad you're enjoying PSO2. And Chris. Yeah. Jay and Silent Bob. Well, to answer his question, yes, we are Kevin Smith fans. Huge Kevin Smith fans. So much so, we drove (laughs) down to Red Bank, New Jersey. Yeah. Which was hey, wh- when did and we half go to, Chris? We probably went in like 2002. We went to Red Bank, New Jersey, yeah. to the Secret Stash. Um, so this is way before Comic Book Men, all of that. And right. uh, who, who was working? It was uh, Walt. Walt Flanagan. Yeah, was working. Walt was working. Walt was right at the counter, and I was in a band oh, yeah, at the yeah. time, <laughs> and like was very shy to give Walt my my CD. So I we like bought our stuff. I put the CD on the counter and ran out of the store when he wasn't. Well, because he, like, you wanted to do it, and we're, like, we're just (laughs) roaming the store, like, trying to find, like, should I put it here, should I put it here? And then, like, he went to the back of the store to help somebody, and you're, like, pulling, like, you had a CD and, like, some flyers, (laughs) and you couldn't get them out of your pocket. (laughs) (laughs) And then you finally put them on the shelf and hightailed it out of there. But, uh, yeah, we did that. And then I still vacation down in Jersey, and on the way back, I always stop. Stop in and get something. I even stopped at the Quick Stop, nice. and I still have it in my freezer. I have a Snickers bar that I bought from the Quick Stop in my freezer. That's probably freezer burned like nobody's business. Oh, that's but, awesome. Yeah, that's one, of, one of my first DVDs I ever bought. The very actually, the first two DVDs I ever bought were Fight Club and American History X. Okay. When I bought my DVD player, that was what like ninety eight, right. ninety nine. Probably maybe within the next five of that. Was the Clerks animated cartoon? Animated Six one. Yes. episodes. I still yes. have it in my dude, basement. Really? And we used to watch really? those episodes, dude, over and oh over. Oh my God, we love them. Such a great cartoon. I mean, it obviously failed miserably on TV, but if you were a Kevin Smith fan, it was fantastic. Um, and yeah, we were there, dude. Every movie that came out after that, I mean, we were going to the movies to see it. Um, I think I bought when we went to the stash at Kevin Smith. I have a signed, um, either Bluntman and Chronic comic book signed by Jay and, um, mm-hmm. and uh, Kevin. Uh, and still to this day, I listen to uh, Fat Man Beyond, Kevin's yeah. com- or show that he does. I love that show, man, because it's just Kevin, you know, shooting the shit with his buddy in front of a live audience, which is awesome. I mean, I don't listen to the Smodcast so much, uh, but I, I do don't listen think to. Does it as much anymore? Does he? I, don't... I mean, dude, he's just be, that, I... it, the the Smod like productions or whatever he calls it has become so big now that like he just doesn't need to do that. Yeah, exactly. But I, I, I did you look up this Jay and Silent Bob reboot roadshow? I Justin, didn't know. No, it's going to certain cities. I think for you, I looked. It is going to Boston, maybe going to New York City. For me, Atlanta would be the closest, and it's actually already okay. sold out. But it's at certain theaters, and you watch it with Kevin and Jay mm. in the audience, and then they do like a um, post show or whatever. They'll do like yeah, questions, like a you know? question and answer thing. That's and awesome. And it also listed on the website the movie. I don't think the movie is actually coming out in theaters like a regular movie would, and have like a six or seven week run. It's going to okay. be a Fathom event. 
You know how they do those things really? when you go and they'll, they'll yeah, show like, yeah, it's yeah. The, the New York City Opera. Come see it. I'm shooting <laughs> yeah, yeah, second. Yeah. It's Jane and Silent Bob Reboot is a Fathom event. Like and, to begin with and then they're going to release it? Like they have the to release it. shows on the it. website, dude. It shows the 15th and really? 16th or, or 17th. They're like Fathom events and then it's the road show. And then my guess is then it'll just probably come out either on a streaming service or DVD or Blu-ray. Hmm. I guess. Crazy. But uh, does that does that make you worried no, that it's no, no dude? Come, well, Kevin because Smith here's the thing. Like, come on. I, well, here's the thing. Like, like, yeah, we are Kevin Smith fans and we will support everything that he does. But you have to admit, like, the quality of his like movies has gone down over the years. Oh, I yeah. think we still get a kick out of them. It's almost like M Night Shyamalan like syndrome. Like his first few movies were awesome, and they've kind of like not been so awesome the past few but then now he's come back and like ever yeah. since the last airbender like he's done some really good movies and i think kevin smith is kind of like coming back a little bit like um because tusk was just god awful i get like the the whole story behind the, the movie tusk i don't know if you watched that i didn't i didn't even watch it, Dude, man, no. it, it it's funny like if you know the whole backstory on why he created that movie you can take that movie with a grain of salt like he literally just put a tweet out and said should i make this movie about a dude turning into a walrus and Twitter was like, yes. So he went and made the movie like, and then when you watch it, you're like, All right, this is just tongue in cheek. Like it's supposed to be a horror movie, but it's so bad. So bad. It's good. And I think like he's in this like redemption mode when it comes to his films, I feel like. Yeah. Um, but the thing I just love about Kevin Smith is just like, number one, he's a likable guy. He's down to earth, started from literally nothing and is just a fan like anybody else. Yep, and that's why he's so relatable, and that's why that's, I, I like yep, him exactly, man. And that's why I love him just as a podcaster and listening. I still listen to, like I said, Fat Man Beyond his podcast because it's like just him talking about pretty much what I'm. We're doing the same exact thing he does on yeah. there, but it's like his viewpoint. He's just one of us, but yet he's thrown in the mix. He's just a creator, and he's always stayed humble with that. If you have not listened to, and I may have mentioned it here on the show, but when Stanley passed away, go listen to that episode where he talked. Dude, he talks yeah, for like two hours just sharing stories about Stan Lee and just how to him it was incredible that he was able to make an impact in Stan Lee's life. You know, yeah. Stan the man Lee mm. was impacted by Kevin Smith to some extent, which is just mm. wild. And it still amazes Kevin that, that, that was the way it was. Um, yep. but yeah, you know, when I mentioned to my wife that the movie was coming out, I mean, she was like, Ugh. she's like, I really don't want to go see, you know, these 50 year old men or, you know, however old they are now like doing the snoochy boochy jokes again. And I'm like, <laughs> well, come on. Like, I mean, but but, yeah, but, you know, in like, that sense, that's kind of what you were saying. Like, could this really be a big movie again in the movie theater? Probably not. It's going to be people like us who were in the 90s when these movies came out. And <laughs> we kind of have that nostalgia. And when you watch the trailer, a lot of it's the nostalgia. Like, did you notice the first thing that jumped out at me when I watched the trailer again? I, I it definitely was the case. Banky from Mallrats, his shirt. I have that yeah, shirt with the crazy face do. on it. Yeah. It's Stan Lee's face now, man. Right. That's what, and I that's want, you got to get that one. Yeah. Got to get that shirt. Yeah. But, but I mean, I, you know, like, Ben Affleck's in it. Matt Damon's yeah. going to be in it. Like everybody's in these movies again. And and it, you know what you're getting with a Kevin Smith movie. Like the raunch factor was there in the very opening <laughs> part with Jason just got giving his, his, down. his mangina. <laughs> you know yep. what I mean? Like, so, yeah, we're definitely going to. Definitely going to see that one wherever we can. I didn't know it was not going to be like yeah, a Yeah, I mean, that's how it listed it on their website. I mean, they may very well do something else. I don't know. But, um, yeah, that's what it that's what it showed there. Uh, let's All see. Right. We got the It 2 final trailer. Uh, that came out here at a San Diego Comic-Con. Chris, I think when we talked about I remember now it's been almost two years. We did our Halloween episode 
of the enthusiast life and i think it was was it up there this it it's one of our yeah. scariest movies or one of our favorite movies made uh, out of it wasn't i don't find it scary i just I, like the, the the original like the um and I don't want to – I should probably say like I absolutely love the It movie. <laughs> Just because I don't find it scary doesn't mean I don't like it. I absolutely love it. Right. The made-for-TV version, like that scared the crap out of me. But I would think I was like 10 when that came <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, we so were little it, when that it, was on TV. Yeah, it, it did its yeah. job. And I have – I just – when I, whenever it's on, it's sometimes just on like the sci-fi network for whatever reason. Like I – you just – I sit and watch it and I just finish it. The thing I didn't like about the TV – um, one, like now that I'm older and watch it is the ending. It's just the, and not even the CGI part of it, which is with the big like spider that he turns into. Yeah. It's just, it's bad from what I have read and, and, and saw like from, uh, interviews and stuff like that. They've kind of, they're still true to the book, but they said they've changed some things. So I'm interested to see what those are because, I don't know why, man. I just love this this series. I think this is one of Stephen King's like mm-hmm. best creations, yep. and um, it, it it took a while to get the the first one made. I guess they went through a lot of rewrites, but what they came up with was yep. awesome. And honestly, Absolutely splitting it, it into the two movies, I think, is great. It's been great too because that that's what's yeah, cool. The way yeah. this trailer kind of rolls, you see the kids that were in the first movie, and then the actors that are going to play them, and it's like yeah, perfect. Oh, they're great. Every single person person is just perfect to play the yep. role, uh, you know. Just pretty, and, and even I mean, we've talked about it, Chris, you and I. James McAvoy, cr- is just crushing it now. He's one of my favorite actors. He's the man right now, dude. I yeah. don't know, like he he's just he's the it it's, man. Honestly, it was split split that did it for me. I mean, I like him as yeah, Magneto in the X Men movies, but the, the, the just his acting in Split was just amazing. Easy, yep. So good. And I don't even think he was supposed to do that movie. I think that was supposed. to if I'm remembering correctly, I think like Joaquin Phoenix was supposed to be. Yeah, really? it was because him and M Knight have like a good like connection because of signs, mm-hmm. and he was initially supposed to do that movie, and I don't know if he dropped out of it or if he had a scheduling conflict or whatever the case wow. may be, but it went to James McAvoy, and that's the best thing that could have happened. I was to say I could see Joaquin maybe doing it, but I don't think he would have had the range that no. McAvoy has. I mean, McAvoy was yeah. just amazing. He killed it. So I can't. I can't wait for for this let's keep it on the mcavoy front because then we also got the another trailer which if you watch the game of thrones finale after that you got to see the first kind of trailer for his dark materials but now we got an even longer trailer for that this looks great man i didn't know i mean i looked it up right after the game of thrones um teaser but this was like the golden compass based off that book series and i mean the movie came out years ago wasn't really huge here in the states i remember seeing those books i guess it's a real big thing uh kind of um you know across the pond um, but uh, looks awesome. McAvoy is going to be in it. I mean, you got this this story of this little. I'm, I don't know really anything about the story, so I mean that's what's kind of cool. I mean, some people listening to this may, um, but it seems like a little girl or kids are getting uh, kidnapped. This little girl Something goes like to, that, the, yeah. to the north, and then there's this woman that kind of turns on her and is kind of putting her into whatever the system is. And you got the armored bear, and I mean, it and doesn't just, each character have? Almost like a spirit animal. Yeah, or something like a little like animal. There's like, a ferret. Like this is just—it's <laughs> gonna be wild. Lemon Miranda think... is in it with his—is the bear his spirit animal? Like, because he says to the I... bear at one point, he's like, "Come on, we got work to do. We need to help them." And the bear just growls and roars. Yeah. It's just awesome. Yeah, I didn't know it was a take on that movie either. But like when you see the the uh, like posters from the movie, like that bear is 
yeah. is right there with the well, armor and everything. That's when I first saw it. I was like, why do I know that? And I guess the Golden yeah. Compass, I don't know if that's what it, the whole thing's called, but His Dark Materials is one of one of the books in that in the series. So they could just be doing oh. like the Game of Thrones things. And you know what's kind of cool about this too is like, you know, every Sunday night when like Game of Thrones would be on or whatever it was on HBO, we were watching, we're telling the kids like, you got to get to bed. You got to hurry up and get to bed so we can watch the show. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if this is going to be on Sunday nights at nine, but from everything right. I've looked, it said this is like, I think a show everybody could watch. So I showed yeah. my kids this trailer. There's no bad language or anything you saw. I'm sure there'll be some little frightening things like for my daughter. I mean, she's 10 now by the time this comes out, you know, she'll be a little bit right. older, but I think this could be a very cool series we could watch as a family. That's just intense. Um, yeah. that I think might be kind of cool. And, and it kind of has that, you could tell almost like the Harry Potter vibe, you know, what they keep right. talking about, like, I forget what the mag magiporium or something they say. And you see this like Hogwarts looking lunch room or whatever it is, you know, you yeah. kind of see that. Same it aesthetic. seems like they can go like to a lot of different worlds in this. And, and, and maybe that's why the, the movie failed over here anyway, because mm -hmm. it's just too big to scale down into a One two hour movie. movie, Yep, you know, much like the, Stephen King's Dark Tower series, like you just can't do that can't in one movie. That. So to to do it in a um, a series is probably the best thing for it, and to give it to HBO um, is, you know, they put out good stuff. So yep. I have every belief that this will be very entertaining. Mm -hmm. Speaking now, do you of, think? Okay, were you going to go to Watchmen? I was. Do you think they will like run these back to back because they're kind of like in that otherworldly? comic book -y. Mm. I know Watchmen is, you know, comic book, but do you think what is, Watchmen comes days? out this fall, we know, right? I think that's confirmed that's this fall. Yeah. And is his dark materials this fall as well, or is it the know. like I think it might be winter of twenty twenty. We can look that up, but I I could see Watchmen going and then when Watchmen ends they move on to his dark materials. I think it's going to be, or and even Westworld has to be thrown in there at some point too. You know, if, if his dark materials is a Sunday night show Watchmen right. definitely going to be a Sunday night show. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about his dark materials, what they're going to do with okay. that. If, if they're going for the family side of things, but yeah, that's true. But Watchmen, dude, I mean, this, this isn't, that's the thing. A lot of people see the Watchmen and think, Oh, here we go. Just the Watchmen again. This is not the retelling of the Watchmen. This is a continuation of the mm. Watchmen. This takes place in 2019 is when the movie actually takes place. Right. Um, and it's kind of post Watchmen and you can see obviously the community, the society has, or some people have created this weird obsession with Rorschach. Mm. Dr. Manhattan is gone. We think they show that mm. quick thing of him on Mars, but then the very end, it yeah. ends with a blue hand reaching down. Luckily right. he has his pants on. So there is no blue penis <laughs> yet that we've seen. <laughs> Right. But uh, what do you think, man? Are you, are you stoked for this or what? Yeah, man. Like, I can't wait for this. I, I, you, I We were talking about it. You can't really get a good grasp on the story and where it goes, I feel like, from the trailer. But I don't care. Like, I, I just feel like this is something that I've been waiting for since I heard it could be a series. I'm like, this is awesome. And will it be – yeah, you said like a continuation. But I liked how the movie – I love the movie, first of all. Like, it got like kind of like panned and – up and down ratings or reviews, whatever. I loved it. Um, and I love the way that it ends with, you know, Dr. Manhattan is basically like God, yeah. you know what I mean? Like he's out there somewhere and he had to take the blame for everything that happened. We well, didn't have to, but he, he knew like that was the best thing to happen to take all the blame. So people know he's always there. If you 
you start like messing up or treating this earth like badly, he'll come back and destroy everything. Yep. Is that where this goes? Like has enough time passed where people have forgotten he's all, you know, powerful and they're kind of like falling back into old habits and they're just treating each other like crap, treating yeah. the earth like crap. And now he's come back again. And now he really is going to unleash powers like you didn't learn last time, even though I didn't do that. You know, that that was somebody else that did that terrible thing around the around the globe. I'm back. Hmm. Dude. I could don't, I don't know. Like it, it could be awesome. I'm sure it's gonna it be good, awesome. but I think it's gonna be great. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that wait. one. The trailer looks great. You know, and mm -hmm. like I said, at first I was confused when we saw that first initial trailer. I'm like, what this isn't the movie, but it's no, this is 2019 so this is years and i love that angle like you said of, of mm. he's got i mean it's kind of like the superman thing where he's which which makes me wonder i mean there, there's no dc we're not doing that at all in this i mean even though this takes place in I dc like so, yeah. there's, i mean that would be a crazy tease if at the end of the season they somehow throw something like that in there uh let's see the next one i want to talk about let's talk about the witcher the netflix yeah. show um this was a uh show that had been revealed god it's been it's been a while <laughs> i think since they uh originally announced the show um, obviously based on the book series, um, which is really known more for the fact that it is a um, video game series that a lot of people know, but it is originally a book series. Um, and Superman is playing Geralt, which uh, I think is uh, kind of neat. Henry Cavill is playing uh, the Geralt of Rivia. And uh, if you're not familiar with the games, essentially it's a it's kind of like Game of Thrones ish, where it's very a very dark take on the fantasy world, where there's sex and drinking and all just that craziness. Uh, but the idea of the Witcher and the Witchers, because there was multiple ones, um, is they're just imbued with these magical powers, and they go around pretty much kind of from town to town taking out monsters. So <laughs> if they do that in the series, where I don't know if it, Based on the trailers, it doesn't really look like they're going to go so much into that, but it, they could pretty much bring in like a monster of the week type tone. I don't think okay. they're going to do that. I mean, they may to yeah. some extent in the beginning maybe, and then kind of when the overarching thing is, but they kind of set the groundwork where if you if you go back and watch the trailer, they say that the elves were here, and then there was monsters and humans, and the elves basically picked the humans and gave the humans the, the magical powers because they were like, okay, well, we need the humans to take care of the monsters. But in turn, the humans took that magic, slaughtered the elves, and then now we're stuck basically with the monsters. So the elves are gone. And it seems like that woman mm. that you see, she's kind of got like a twisted face. She may yeah. either be an elf or somebody who may need to rise up. I don't know what's going on. And I don't know if Geralt is going to, where he's going to play in that. It, it just seems it could go in many different places. It, and honestly, like it could go one of two ways. A show could be absolutely incredible or, I mean, I'll admit Henry Cavill kind of looks a little bit cheesy. And part of that could be because I'm used to Geralt from the video game series. And it's like him very much trying to be that, which is of course from the books, but I don't know, but I'm definitely stoked to see where it looks like it's going to be like Game of Thrones level type show. I mean, obviously it's, they're going to have budget mm. cuts. They're not going to be able to do the epic scale that they did. It still is a Netflix show, um, but I'm excited, man. I think it looks cool. What do you think it of it, man? Cool. Like I, I don't. I've never played the game. I didn't know it was a book. <laughs> like, yeah, it was, I, that's I'm what it was. Not, it's been a book series yeah. before anything. Yeah. So um, I'm, you know, I, I, but I know about it, and I know what that character looks like, and just going off of that, I think they did a really cool job like recreating his look yeah for uh, live action it looks it looks kind of cool and i think like you said like it's very like that era game of thrones type of era yeah. so which people love so i think the fact that it is a book 
a, it seems like it's a beloved book series. It's obviously a beloved video game. I don't really think this can fail. I think people will give this mm. like every opportunity to to be great. Have so. you watched the Castlevania animated show? Mm-mm. Dude. No, I heard that was good though. It's really good. Really? And I will tell you, I actually just watched the first season this week. I, I, I'd watched the first episode before and the first episode is okay. They kind of set the groundwork for kind of the, the overarching story or the reason Dracula kind of is the bad guy per se. Um, mm-hmm. But they don't really introduce you to the main character to the very end of that episode at least gets through the second episode. And then I think you'll oh. be hooked. And I think yeah. the first season is only six episodes. Each episode is like 23 minutes. I mean, you could knock it out quick. Right. Um, but it, they did a great, great job with that. Obviously, different studios. That was animated. This is live action. But I think, you know, Netflix putting their money there in that market. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people would like to see these video game characters that they know come to life. And it's, um, I'm looking forward to it for sure. Yeah. Uh, another one, speaking of worlds coming to life, and this one, man, they put out a really cool trailer from San Diego Comic-Con, going back to that old, old movie, that cult classic, The Dark Ugh. Crystal. And uh, they put out a trailer a while ago for the show, and then this one kind of went into just the puppetry and the the magic that they're going to be using. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it literally right. is like magic. Um, the Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance. Uh, it's going to be a Netflix show coming out soon. I think I want to say it was like August. Some, some I think point it August. is August, yeah. And yeah, dude, it is August. It looks so it looks good. I mean, awesome. it's literally Jim Henson to the next level. It's made by, you know, the Henson family and the Henson Studios doing it. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's using that actual puppets, you know. They the, do that, man. Yeah, the, the Henson, like, CG. production, they have not really. Yeah, there's they're going to use, like, computer graphics and stuff like that for some things. But they, in, in the trailer, they, they, they show you, like, them painting like these these creatures that are in the in the world and it's mm-hmm. just like if you didn't see that it's so well done you would think that it's just either cgi'd or yeah. uh somebody inside that puppet or whatever you know what i mean it's, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable the i can't imagine the the painstaking process it is to create those things the way that they do. But yeah. even on top of that, it just looks awesome. It looks cool, it looks man, right? So, so good. I, I'm yep. really excited for this. And I haven't watched a Dark Crystal movie in, God, 20 dude. years. I, yeah, dude, definitely. It's been so long since I watched it. Yep. Um, it makes me want to go back and watch this before this starts because I think this is going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Really good. Uh, one here that I know you and I, Chris, we're not really Star Trek fans at all, but I wanted to throw this on here. Yeah. Star Trek Picard. Um, Obviously following Picard post Star Trek The Next Generation. Um, I've never been a Star Trek guy, but like even the CBS show, is it, what is it, Star Trek uh, Discovery? Is that the one that's on the CBS All Access right now? Like everything I've heard about that show, people are like saying it looks or it is great. And yeah. like I love that they're bringing back these old series that if you go back and watch Star Trek: The Next Generation, it looks all cheesy and corny. Yeah, but the cool. way Discovery and then even like this thing looks, it just looks like it could potentially be amazing. And yeah, like I, I don't know, like I don't, I don't think I will like seek this out and go see it. I think it's cool that they're bringing him back. Whoa, you good? Yep. <laughs> <We're> good. <laughs> um, and I think. I don't know. Like I, I've never been into Star Trek. I've always felt like it was just like a, uh, it felt too like, like um, soap opera. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was very, I don't know what it was, but I, I just could never get into it. 
but I don't like rip on it. I know it has an immense following and from the people that the truckies that I know cannot wait for this. They, they are like chomping at the bit. Oh yeah. This thing. So yep. I don't know, like even the, the JJ Abrams, like, uh, the movie that did he do one or two movies for he did them both, Star Trek? I think. He did both two, I know there was two. Yeah. He did two of them with Chris Pine. Right. Uh huh. Yep. I, I heard those were fantastic and they looked good. And I, and I probably should go back and watch those because it'd probably get some entertainment value out of those. But I don't know. I think there's just, for me, there's too much out there for me to set aside time to, try to, go to jump into watch that. This. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Two quick ones I just want to throw out there Top Gun. We got Top Gun Maverick. Got that trailer. Not really much in that trailer other than a plane flying all over the place and Tom But Cruise dude, just... like, I'll tell you something. Like, that trailer is awesome. <laughs> the movie is going to suck. <laughs> but they did a top notch job with that trailer, man. Just. The nostalgia of it. The and that's music, all dude. that movie is. I, when yes. I was a kid, I had the cassette tape of the soundtrack. And the, dude. the, 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 the like, what is the song? The top goes like, da, na, 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 yeah. na. I would listen to that over and over. This trailer has that real slow playing. Mm-hmm. Immediately, I got goosebumps just listening yeah, to dude. it. Yeah, dude. Like, dude, I played the video game and just kept it on the Me title too. screen yes. to hear the song. Just to hear the song. <laughs> <laughs> that that game is the reason I play inverted. Every every shooter I play is because of Top Gun to because land the damn Gun. ship on the <laughs> aircraft carrier, which still to this day is near impossible. And yeah, you can't you do it. play inverted, and so that's why I play all my first person games inverted because it's of directly Top Gun. related to Top Gun. Dude, I, like the movie, it, it's just going to be a nostalgia fact. Like e- even there was some dude playing a piano when we all know Goose is dead. You know what I mean? Like there's <laughs> yeah. that. There's guys singing in a bar. There's volleyball, t-shirtless volleyball. You know what I mean? There's all of this stuff. And all they did was like add, you can see like the shockwave from like when the when the plane like goes into like Mach 3 or whatever it is. Yeah. So it's going to be an awful movie. But from a trailer standpoint, this is one of the best trailers that came out of Comic-Con. I'm telling you, man, it's great. Wow. <laughs> That's a statement right there. Yep. Um, what do you think about the Cats trailer? You're going to go see Cats? I've never, I never saw cats on Broadway or anything like that. So I really don't even know what it's about, but, um, I don't know. Like these, these, uh, Broadway move shows that turn into movies. I think they have a pretty good track record. So they do. I'm, kind yeah, of, they like, always do great. I'm, I'm kind of interested just to see it because I've never seen cats. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to run to the movies to go see it, but. You know what? This is going to be on HBO. Like HBO will buy the rights to this, and it will be on HBO all the time. And that's probably where I'll watch it. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, we—it's I, I, kind of silly, man, to say this. Well, it's not really silly because I mean, a lot of people like it. But I've actually come around to musicals way more mm. in the past probably five or six years than than I had ever been. I mean, I, I remember texting you like, "Dude, go see, go watch Greatest Showman." Like your wife will love it. You know, your daughter will love the music. It's a great movie, man. Hugh Jackman. I mean, yeah. it's weird to think it's Wolverine jumping around singing, but he has a big Broadway <laughs> presence. He's actually, yeah. when we were in Florida, there was an advertisement. He's on a tour in the U.S. called like Just Me or something. And it's a Hugh Jackman show going around to arenas where he sings all the Broadway shows that you know and love from Hugh Jackman. No way. It's such a weird really? thing, but it's yeah, he's doing that because he really has that Broadway presence. But like, yeah, I love that. We went and saw Hamilton um mm-hmm. a, a few months ago which just completely blew me away um you know my daughter's in all these like disney musicals as silly as it is but they're they're entertaining they're it's good, neat man. to watch that yeah. stuff 
Um, so I am definitely, and like you, I've never seen Cats. I don't know the story of it. In the trailer, there's a song that they were singing that I yeah, did record. I knew that song. I don't is know where. Is that from Cats? It is. That yeah. song? I didn't know that. And we probably and, heard it randomly in the 80s and 90, yeah. early 90s just through yeah. pop media or pop culture. Um, so, yeah. So that's going to be kind of interesting, I think, to, to see that. And Ian McKellen's in it, right? Yeah, of course. Um, yep. You got to see it. Taylor Swift? You can go see it? Are you, are you a Swifty, Chris? Not at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and one more trailer here because we're running long, dude. We're almost going an hour and a half here. That's right. Um, the one trailer, I don't even know if this actually came out of Comic Con. I think it was like I don't a think it did, so but after, I but I, I got on the list here because it's great. Is uh, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Tom Hanks playing yeah. Mr. Rogers. Perfect. The movie looks money, man. Yeah, man. like great. this is going for the feels, and I, I think like I might like ugly cry during this movie just because <laughs> it's like. It, I, dude, he's everybody. I mean, we're I'm, we're both 38, right? Yeah, we're, just, we're the same yep. age. Yep. He's he's our childhood, and anybody that's our age and even older than us, like, older than us too. Yeah. He, he's he's it, man. Like he is like our Sesame Street. So, um, and and just the fact that it's Tom Hanks, like Tom Hanks is so just beloved, and he does him perfectly. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the guy who does the um, interviewing, like who's the interview guy? That's I yep, guess doing, doing story, story on him. him. He's in um, The Americans, which is the show that I kind of started watching recently too. So, well, up. I think that's what you know. This movie, for those who aren't familiar, with what it is? It's about Mister Rogers, but it's not really like the rise of Mister Rogers. It's kind of him later on. It seems in his career, and someone goes to interview him for an article, and it sounds like they're looking for heroes or something. Yeah, and he kind of learns about Mister Rogers, but at the same time, as it seems to be like he's learning about himself and kind of what's yeah. happening in his life. And realizes how Mr. Rogers just has helped so many people throughout his right. life. And he's just this humble person that, you know, I, I don't know. You know, it's, like, it's, you know, there's there's one part in the trailer, which I think is really like telling. And I wonder if it even really happened. But I think it's more of like a sign of the times today and what like everything is, you know, uh, like the whole like Me Too movement and all that stuff. Is there's this part where I think it's it's got to be like the guy who's doing the interview, like his wife. And she says something like, don't ruin my childhood. Yeah. And what I took out of that was like, don't find like this dark side of Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Which which from everything that there is, there's not. Like that, he was 100% genuine on that show. That's really him. Mm-hmm. Um, and even at the very end, like when those people start singing on the, on the, the subway, subway. Him, like that really happened from what I understand. Like they, like he just, he could be on the subway of New York a place where somebody like him probably should not be. <laughs> and people will sing the theme song to him. Like, right. That's great. Right there. It's awesome. Yep. Awesome, and, so. uh, oh, what was your thing? There was something else I was going to say. Oh, one thing that, and I don't know if they'll get into it. I mean, I'm sure they'll mention it, but a lot of people don't know. He actually went in front of Congress to defend like public television because they were getting ready to basically defund PBS and uh-huh. all of that. And he sat down in front of a congressional hearing and wow. like defended that. And I don't know when that was. It was like the 70s or something like that. So he was really the reason why we all still get PBS and all that today. I had to do a lot with him because he went, Fred Rogers went in front of Congress and that's what he did. So I don't know how much you're going to get into that. I mean, I would sure the fact that he's talking about him being a hero, they probably won't show that, but I'm sure it'll come up at some point that, you know, all our childhoods with, you know, whether you grew up when Chris and I did with Mr. Rogers and Sesame Street to hell, even if you were into Barney and Teletubbies. (laughs) It's because of him, you know, all those shows on PBS and still to this day, PBS is still around. It's crazy. Yep. 
That's pretty cool. Uh, I think that I think that's gonna be one that like sweeps. Not sweeps. I shouldn't say that. That's gonna be up for a ton of awards. I feel like yeah. come award time. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, there you go. San Diego Comic Con. Obviously, so many other things that we couldn't hit on, but you know, it, it's just that time of year. These are the things that we. I uh, just wanted to talk about here. I think the trailers, there were so many good ones here that we just talked about. Um, and then, of course, the Marvel Phase 4 is just insane. So I yeah. want everybody to email us, theenthuselife at gmail.com. Let me know what you think of uh, just all these trailers we talked about. Or was there something we missed that you were super excited about? I'd love to read that here on the show. So email me, theenthuselife at gmail.com. Um, and also, Chris, you're going to be back mm. next week. We can have you back here on the show. I don't know. You kind of like threw it out to the audience. I guess like nah. my my fate is in their hands. No. It's like Andy Kaufman being voted off of Saturday Night Live. <laughs> <laughs> but, nah, you're uh, on, man. I, I want to bring you back because this is fun. I mean, you you and I used to do this show, Chris. We did this and had podcasted for years. So, did. um, I like sitting down here and talking with you every week. So, uh, obviously, the show is going to continue, guys. We'll have some video game chat next week. I'll let you know if you haven't been listening to any of the old episodes of The Enthusiast Life. Chris doesn't game as much as he used to, mm-hmm. and so. Me talking about video games on the show, like I have a lot here up to this point, it's not going away, and I'm going to be edu- educating Chris. Because I like video game of- news. Like, I love, like, the, I don't want to, I mean, like, all of, like, the infighting, the I guess, that's going on with oh, yeah. video games. Like, I, I love that stuff. Not even that. I mean, that's, that's like, the, the bad it's side. It's just another but, side of entertainment news, man. Yeah, like, man. I love hearing about that stuff. So, yeah, I will. it will be an educational series for me. So Yep. Uh, so yeah, email me, uh, feedback, or I'm sorry, the enthuselife at gmail.com. And, uh, also don't forget big thanks to our sponsor GamerGoo. If you guys are interested in checking that out, go to GamerGoo.com. You can get a free trial over there as well as save yourself 10% off an order using my code tell that's T E L. You can find that down in the show notes. So Chris, where, where can everybody find you on Twitter? You're on Twitter as well. And you're writing. Are you, are you doing any writing right now? Yeah, well, it's the off season, so yeah. there's really not a lot. The the I write for uh, the Colorado Avalanche website called Mile High Hockey, part of the SB Nation. Um, mm-hmm. So I have a so my 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 name is Chris. My last name is Maselli. And if you follow hockey, you know when somebody scores a goal, they call it like a celebration of Selly. So my Twitter handle is C Ma Selly. There you go. Like C Maselli. Can I start calling you, you find that. Can I start calling you SB Nation Zone Christmas Ellie? If you want to, yeah. So can I say like joining me this week, my kindergarten classmate, SB Nation's SB very Nation. own Christmas Ellie. <laughs> you can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't really write too much in the off season, but uh the season the best thing about hockey is the off season's like two months and they start back. And they up. start right back up. It never ends. It's <laughs> so, great. Yep. Uh, all right, everybody. Well, thank you here for tuning into the show. However you're tuning in, whether it's through iTunes, Podbean, or your podcast service of choice. Thank you so much. And with that, I'll catch you next week. <laughs>